What's good, y'all? It's popping. Welcome back to another episode of the We Hate Sports Podcast, episode 102. I'm the moderator, Desi, and I hope everyone had a good week and weekend. Um, I for sure did with my Bills capturing yet another division win this week over the Jets. Um, I know some of my fellow castmates said last week there were X amount of games left, um, but we know the Jets are out for the running of our division, and Miami has now lost two games back-to-back. I don't see Miami going into Buffalo next Saturday night and beating them, and this is not me being biased. This is me being truthful for the ones that are consistently saying that I'm being biased. I'm being 100% truthful right now, all right? But anyways, on to introduce the rest of our crew, starting with our two hosts, PC. My name is PC. I'm the echo host of the Way It's Sport Podcast. And I, if it, you know, doesn't bother any of the rest of the crew that you're going to listen to here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to take my time real quick with this intro because there's a certain someone that needs to, um, that needs to shed some light on a situation, all right? No, it's not you, Sean. I'm not here to talk about your Mickey Mouse shines. We knew that their season was over a couple of weeks ago. Okay, we, we handled y'all. We handled y'all. That's all I'm going to say. It's about Toluani Akatunde, everybody. We all know that you are a bronze sexual. We know that you are, right now anyway, a Lakers fan. So it was just this past Friday that my Philadelphia 76ers took on the Los Angeles Lakers. You you talked all week about how Joel Embiid is going to get owned by Anthony Davis, that Anthony Davis is going to drop 50 points on us, and that the L.A. Lakers are going to run the Lake Show in Philadelphia, and I'm going to have a miserable time. I'm going to have a horrible time. I'm going to get trolled by not only you, but by TK and by all the other Laker fans within our sports crew chat. And then the game happened. In the first quarter, Joel Embiid dropped 22 first quarter points against the Lakers. Proceeded to finish with 38 points. Okay, uh, 12 rebounds, 5 assists, and only shot 8 free throws. 8 free throws. So, tell me why Anthony Davis, within the first quarter, recorded 3 fouls going into the fourth quarter, had only... 10 points. I mean, he shot a lot more free throws than Joel Embiid did. As a matter of fact, Anthony Davis in that game shot uh, 14 free throws in that game. 14. 14 for Anthony Davis. And, you know, I I thought, oh, man, I I really cannot wait to troll this man solo because it wasn't even TK or Desi or any of the Lakers friends I was worried about. All right, I wasn't worried about them because they weren't talking trash the entire week. It was you. It was you, Tolu, that was talking trash the most. All right. All the other Laker fans I interact with were civil about the game. All right. And going into the fourth quarter, I thought the game was over. I, I thought it was over. I, I thought that we were going to steamroll the Lakers and it was going to be an easy win. And then the fourth quarter happened. Then then Anthony Davis started playing like the dude that we've seen for the last month. He, he started started clicking on all cylinders. He, he had, what, 20, 21 points in the fourth quarter? I mean, he was cooking. AD was cooking. He was doing great. 
He was doing wonderful. As a matter of fact, he and the rest of the team got so close to upsetting the Sixers and escaping with a victory. It would have been an epic collapse from my Sixers. I, I at that moment, when AD stole that ball, told him, I want you to know that my heart was racing because I thought that this is the way God treats me. That the Lakers and Anthony Davis were going to make sure that they were going to make sure that I was going to go home that night very unhappy, very sad, trolled by the likes of you. And then you want to know what happened, Tolu? AD missed the game-winning free throw. <laughs> he away free throw. He missed it, and then he scored nothing in overtime. Nothing. That's why I fact, the whole team scored scored points in overtime. Zero points for AD. I just as many points as me. Just points as you. Just as many points as you. And for the longest time. I was trying to at you in group chats. I was texting you. I was calling you because for people that don't know, Tolu likes, Tolu likes to call me drunk sometimes. You know, so he was trying, he was, he, I was trying to call him. Surely, surely he was going to pick up. Tolu was going to face the music. Tolu was not a coward. All right. He was not going to run away from the slander coming his way about Anthony Davis and the Los Angeles Lakers. And yet he was doing everything else but trying to confront me as a matter of fact guys he made a completely new private story on snapchat before confronting me he was up in the club in penn state trying to riz up another mid white chick that goes there before confronting me so i say this all to say tolu you got your comeuppance Anthony Davis is a choker. Joel Embiid just made sure that he proved that he is a better player over Anthony Davis. So if I don't hear it from any of the other Laker fans I know, I damn sure don't want to hear from you. Joel Embiid is a better player than Anthony Davis, and he proved it last Friday night. And you had to accept that. You can cry, you can weep, you can sob, you can whimper. It doesn't matter, Tolu. It doesn't matter. Andy Davis shoot. Joel beats better. <laughs> Thank you. That was some intro. Tell you that much. But Cam, don't take the whole Lakers fan to heart from Tolu. He's not a real Lakers fan. He likes LeBron. He's a LeBron fan. So don't categorize him with the Lakers fans. He's a LeBron fan. Stick to LeBron, Tolu. You're a LeBron fan, not a Lakers fan. All right. On to our next host. We got TK. So for all the haters, all season long, I had to listen to the Russell Wilson is washed. Russell Wilson yesterday went down with a head injury, concussion. Wait, 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 Sean, Sean, wait, wait, wait. Went down yesterday with a concussion. You know, hope he's all right. Me personally, I want him to sit out the rest of the season, get him ready for the next season. But Russell Wilson outplayed Patrick Mahomes yesterday. And I believe if he would have stayed in the game, we would have truly got the upset 
Ladies and gentlemen, Russell Wilson is back. He's still in his prime, and next season when we get him the right coach in the offensive line, we are going to be riding, ladies and gentlemen. And I cannot wait. I can't wait. Bro, TK, the delusion, man, the delusion that you have, I can't. I cannot. Like, I really can't. He had one game, and now he just, he just back, huh? Anyways, moving us to the rest of the crew. We have Tolu. Damn, I got trolled. PC got me. I can't say nothing. We're not going to talk about that. He got me. But but that's besides the point. Ah, I'm just going to say, my Ravens, aha, we came into Pittsburgh yesterday with our third-string quarterback, some man, Anthony Brown, and got into Pittsburgh and defeated the Pittsburgh Steelers because everyone knows you're not a real Raven until you beat the Steelers. And we beat the Steelers, all right. Kenny Pickett went down with an injury. Mitchell Trubisky threw three picks. Three, not one, not two, but three. And they were terrible, terrible picks, terrible picks. I mean, Roquan Smith, I'm, he was worth that second-round pick. He was worth that second-round pick. I didn't like the trade, but now he's definitely worth that second-round pick. So, besides this, the, the Anthony Davis choking on Friday, but my Ravens saved my week by defeating the Pittsburgh Steelers because you know I don't like the Steelers. Nobody likes the Steelers. Not even Eagles fans like the Steelers. The Steelers are down in the mud right now. Mike Tomlin, I feel bad for you because I actually like you, Mike Tomlin, but your quarterback is trash. Every, your whole roster is garbage. You might as well just sit down the whole season, TJ Watt, because you're not going anywhere. You're going, you might as well tank for a draft pick and maybe, just maybe try to tank for for a quarterback, because Kenny Pickett is not it. He's trash. He's a bum. Mitchell Trubisky, he's also a bum. You guys have a quarterback issue. You can't even throw the ball to your best receiver and George Pickett, who cooked Marlon, by the way. He was cooking Marlon Humphrey, by the way. But somebody get George Pickens a quarterback, because George Pickens needs to be freed. He's actually a good player in the Steelers' offense. Deontay Johnson, your Mickey Mouse Lynn Sanity run is over. It's over. You had a Lynn Sanity run. Lynn Sanity run. Like, you don't even have Chase Claypool no more. The Steelers are in the mud. They're in the mud, and I love every minute of it. Love it. Okay, next we have Sean. I have never heard somebody so excited for beating a 5-8 and eight team. Have some goddamn shame, Tolu. Please. I beg of you. We have a anyways, anyways, what? it's my introduction. Excuse me, Tolu. Um, you know it's going to be a good episode. We start off right off the bat with Tolu slandering PC. That That's always fun. Um, it's episode 102, the same number as how many children Gianni has. I'm very excited for this to continue, and I'm excited for a great episode. It's PC slandering me, stupid. Yeah, that, that's what I meant. That's what I meant. You know, See, this, this, this is the, such a fraud. I'm sorry, Tolu. Not fraud. Your Okay, and last but not least, we have Gianni. I have two things to say. 12-1 and one and 48-22. to 22. Against Sean's Giants, by the way. Didn't your Lakers lose to the Sixers? You lost you to the to the Eagles. You lost. They own you. You lost the Eagles to the Sixers. Own you. 
The Eagles own you. The Eagles own you. Me personally, me personally, me personally, I'm just saying, I'm just saying, PK. Y'all, y'all the truth. Miami Heat trash too, Sean. I'm just saying. I'm saying. I don't. I don't care about nothing. Totally talking about. He's not a true Lakers fan. So everything he said going one ear and out the other. So, anyways, guys, let's go ahead and take a peek into our topics this week. Our first segment will be our WHS Pick in Week 15, which is where we do our two last in the upset for this week's upcoming NFL games. Segment two will be our weekly questions. Segment four. We are jumping into some college football talk with CFB talk with Sean. Our fifth segment would be an update about OTTR from our main co-host PC. It's my personal fave, which is hot takes. And lastly, to end the night is Cam's monologue. Uh, we got some exciting stuff to get into, so let's go ahead and jump right into it. But first, if you're not already, please follow our socials at WHS underscore podcast on Instagram and Twitter. And we hate sports IGM together on TikTok and YouTube. Let's go ahead and get the ball rolling with our first segment, and it's our WHS Pick of Week 15. So I'm going to call on TK first. All right, so I'll make mine quick and easy. For my first game, I got the Lions over the Jets. Um, I think that would be a pretty competitive game, but I don't think it's going to be so much defense. I think it's going to be more so offense just because the Lions, they score way, way too many points. Uh, I do expect the Jets to keep up. I expect Mike White to play. I'm not sure. I know he went down. I think like two or three times. I read the story yesterday where a dude has to like leave the game, go to the hospital, came back to the game, continued to play. Then after the game, had to go back to the hospital again. It's crazy. But um, yeah, I think that'll be a pretty close game. It's going to be very high scoring. But the Lions, man, they're on a hot streak. They're on a hot streak, like something we've quite honestly have never seen before from a team that just about two, three years ago was a team that was picking at the top of the draft. I believe they were picking at the top of the draft just last year as well, or or like number two or something like that. But um, this is an incredible turnaround. Dan Campbell's coach, I, I think he's uh, in, in consideration of coach of the year. And um, like I said, I, I expect the Lions to continue uh, the route that they've been going on. I expect them to continue racking up the wins and possibly get into the playoffs with that seventh seed. So give me the Lions over the Jets. Uh, number two, I got the Chiefs over the Texans. I don't think that's going to be a close game at all. Um, Shout out to my Broncos for coming back yesterday. I'm gonna I'm gonna continue to say that, guys. But um, yeah, I got the Chiefs over the Texans. I don't think this will be close at all. This will be like a 44 to 10 game somewhere around there. <clears throat> I expect Patrick Mahomes to look exactly like himself. I don't think we'll have another three interception game or anything like that. We may have a five, six touchdown game for Patrick Mahomes. The def- the just the Texans defense is that bad. And for the upset of the week, this is not going to make. PC and Gianni happy, but I'm going to go with the Bears over the Eagles. Strictly, here's why. Hear me out, PC. PC, hear me out. I'm only going with the Bears over the Eagles because I expect now that you guys have officially clinched that playoff spot. I don't know what what you guys need, how many more games you need to win to clinch home to get to get the home games in the playoffs. Maybe you guys can answer that for a second. Was it like maybe one or two more games? Maybe or did you already clinch it? Probably already. Well, clinched. No, we, we haven't already clinched it. I don't think they're even going for the home. They want the bye, which is why I do think they're uh, okay. So they'll probably keep playing their starters then. You know what? Okay. So I expect you guys to rest some starters. Okay. I don't think you'll rest all the starters, but I think you will. This is around this time. You'll start to rest some starters going into week 14, 15, 16, and so on. Um, so I don't know, man. I, I understand this sounds crazy, but I'm going to go with the Bears over the Eagles. Give me a 27-24 game. Uh, Bears win by a field goal. It's a very bold prediction. All right, next, Sean, your picks. Right. Yep, I'm going to steal one of TK's picks. Um, I'm going to go with the Kansas City Chiefs over the Houston Texans. This is probably 
arguably the best team in the league versus almost certainly the worst team in the league. There's no way this goes any other way except for the Kansas City Chiefs W. If I had to pick the spread, it'd probably be 14 points. I think, which it is 14 points. Um, this is going to be an absolute domination. The Chiefs are going to destroy them. Easy win for them. My second lock of the week. I'm going to go with the Cincinnati Bengals over the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. The Buccaneers are one of the main teams that have screwed me in this pick especially early in the season when I actually had faith in Tom Brady and that team. Kept picking them. They kept losing. Massive disappointment. They've continued to be massive disappointments throughout the entire year. The Cincinnati Bengals, on the other hand, have gotten Jamar Chase back, and Joe Burrow has looked like an elite quarterback the last couple weeks. He's looked like an MVP candidate. I don't think he's going to win the MVP, nor do I think he should win the MVP, but he's just been playing at that level. Um, he has established himself as one of the elite quarterbacks in the league. The defense has been coming along week by week. Jamar Chase is back, as I said. T. Higgins, another superstar wide receiver. The team overall is very good. They have a chance to win the Super Bowl. This should be an easy win for them. My upset of the week, I'm going to go against TK here. He picked the Lions as his lock. I'm going to go with the Jets as my upset. I do think the Lions are a very good team. I've very much enjoyed watching them. They're probably one of my favorite teams to watch. I really do like them, and I'm rooting for them to succeed. However, I think the Jets are probably the best defense they've played in the last few weeks. I think that's going to cause some trouble for them. I think they're going to be able to pressure Jared Goff. And Jared Goff is very good when he's able to sit in the pocket, he has time, and hit an open wide receiver. When he's under pressure, when he has to make something off script, that's where he struggles. That's where he where turnovers happen, where mistakes happen. And I think we might see some of that this week against the New York Jets and their elite defense. So I'm going to go with the New York Jets as my upset of the week. Okay, next. Uh, PC, your picks for the week. Okay. Uh, let's, uh, let me start by saying, TK, I appreciate you, brother. All right. Still on the field when you pick against us. All right. We made the 3-0 this last week. Let's make it the 4-0 this week with the Bears. Let's go to my first pick. Uh, when my first lock actually, it's actually going to be the Eagles over the Bears. Um, now, this isn't no disrespect to Justin Fields because, you know, I see a little bit of Jalen Hurts in Justin Fields. I mean, he's a dual threat QB that can be elite. All right. However, I think we crowned Justin Fields a bit too early. All right. So, Dan, who was it? Dan Orlovsky that said that he should be in the running for MVP earlier in the season. Yeah. I don't know what you're smoking, Dan, but uh, this is still a team that's what, three, three and 10. Um, you know, it's not, this team's not there yet. Uh, it doesn't have the pieces around Justin Fields to succeed. Um, I know that this is automatically a trap game, but I think the Eagles are going to take care of business. I don't know what the playoff implications would be. Hopefully, we're going to be in contention to get that, that get first that run by. Um, you know, but that's that's the ultimate goal. That's going to be my first lock, though. Uh, I got us being the Bears. In my second lock, I'm going to go with the Bengals over the Buccaneers. Uh, the Bengals, they're very hot right now. They, they, they're a very hot team right now. There's a reason Joe Burrow's all of a sudden in MVP talks, because he is playing on another atmosphere right now um and this team just keeps on getting better and healthier jamar chase um you know he was supposed to be out for the entire season he he's come back and he's been jamar chase uh you saw t higgins you saw uh joe mixon who uh, has to get healthy but Samaj jp ryan has uh taken his role uh very well so you know this is a team that's just going to keep getting healthier and better um and is starting to look like the team that we saw late last year um, that made the Super Bowl. Um, as far as the Buccaneers go, hey, if you're the Bucks and you lose this game this week, 
<laughs> you're probably still winning the division because the NFC South sucks. So you really don't have anything to lose here if you're Tampa Bay. Um, that's why I'm going with the Bengals to win this game. That's my second lock. And my upset of the week, I'm going to go. Yes, I'm going to go with the Jacksonville Jaguars over the Dallas Cowboys. Guys, the Dallas Cowboys quite literally almost lost to the one-win Houston Texans. Let me say that again. They almost lost at home to the one-win Houston Texans. We all know the Texans are a bad team. There should be no reason why you are about you almost lose to a one-win Houston Texans squad. All right? It took one good final drive from Dak Prescott to put that team away. All right? I'm not trying to compare here. All I'm saying is this is not that was not a win that they should just be celebrating because they pulled it out against a one-win team. All right? This game's in Jacksonville. And Trevor Lawrence has, you know, started to click on all cylinders, especially this past week in their victory against the Titans. All right, that was in Tennessee. I think he had, like, what, three touchdowns and one rushing touchdown. He was great. Trevor Lawrence was great. All right, so you factor in a better offense taking on the Cowboys, uh, subpar defense. All I'm saying is, man, if the Cowboys play like they did against the Texans, this is going to be a very easy win for the Jacksonville Jaguars. That's why they're my upset of the week. Okay, Sean. So I'm glad Sean made that face because you heard it too. Tolu, you realize you're not muted. You just farted again, bro. You just farted again. You got to stop Tolu, you doing nasty this shit, bastard. Bro. Like, no, I didn't even know I was not muted until you said <laughs> I didn't even know. I swear to God. I didn't oh my even God. Know. Oh my God. <laughs> Wow. You are, you are you're a nasty nigga, bro. <laughs> All right. Next to give their picks for this week is Gianni. Uh, my first upset of the – actually, my first lock of the week is the same like some of you guys. Um, Bengals over the Bucks. The Bucks are just a mess. We can all agree. Um, basically, what they did in San Francisco, that was like embarrassing as hell. Um, I think there's going to be a blowout. By, by two or three scores. Um, the Bengals are, are just red hot. They look like they're clicking like the way they clicked like last season. And they, it looked like they're not going to slow down anytime soon. And you want to something crazy um, before I move to my second lock? Um, if the Bucks would have lost that game on Monday night to the Saints, all four teams in the division will be five and eight. So that's how bad that division is. But my it's cra- it's crazy. Of- it's crazy to think some one of those teams are going to make the playoffs, bro. Yeah. Like it's, it's insane. For my second lock of the week, this could be a little surprising. It's a Saturday night game in Buffalo. I think the Bills are going to demolish the um, Miami Dolphins. This this game, I feel like the Dolphins the last couple of weeks got exposed. Um, I think this is going to be like a, a twenty um, point blowout win for Buffalo. I think the Dolphins. Um, are just collapsing at the wrong time, and we're going to see um, Buffalo um, beat them by three scores. Um, for my upset of the week, I'm going to go with the Jets over the Lions. I understand the Lions are playing amazing and everything, but like Sean said, um, this is the best defense that they've played, I think, since 
I think they only played one good defense in the last like six weeks, and that one good defense was the Bills, who they lost to. I mean, they played your guys' defense and dropped thirty-five, and you guys are the be- you guys are a better yeah, defense. Yeah, but that was week one. I'm talking about like like last five six games. Like, um, I just feel like Jets have enough. I think Mike White. They said that he's going to play. It looked like on Sunday, so that's something to watch for now. And I think it's going to be a, a low-scoring, close game. I think you're going to see a lot of turnovers. It looks like it's going to be like a rainy type game. So you're not going to see explosive offense like that in, in a rain type game. It might rain with a little um, flurries. All right. And Tolu, your picks for this week. All right. For my first pick, I'm going to pick the Niners over the Seahawks because the Niners are on fire right now. They they look unbeatable right now. Uh, that guy, Purdy, he's looking – if he continues to play like this, they could – like Trevor Lawrence – Trevor uh, – not Trevor Lawrence. Uh, Trey Lance's job might, <clears throat> might be in jeopardy if Purdy keeps playing like this. They have an unstoppable running back duo. Brandon, Brandon Ayuk is looking like a wide receiver one. Uh, you can like, you already know about the defense. The Niners could make the Super Bowl. So, PC, your your Eagles better watch out for the Niners because the Niners could the, the Niners could beat y'all. I'm just saying they could beat you guys. They could. Uh, that's my first lock. My second lock, I'm gonna pick the Vikings over the Colts. Uh, the Vikings, I think they're gonna bounce back after they literally lost to off an offensive line finishing the game the last game on the lines i think they're gonna bounce back against the against the colts so i'm picking the Col- the vikings over the colts my upset is going to be the patriots are going to beat the the las vegas raiders because the las vegas raiders stick how in god's name do you let baker mayfield drive a 98 yard drive game-winning drive and he's been on the team for 48 minutes. The man's stuff is still in, in a box, for God's sake. And he came to you, your team, Baker Mayfield, by the way. And he came, he, he led a 98-yard game-winning drive. The Raiders should even show their faces after that. Because you let a man that just signed 20, 48 hours ago beat you. Beat, and it's Baker Mayfield, for God's sake. Baker Mayfield. Like, that probably rejuvenated his career. So I think the Patriots are going to upset the Raiders because the Raiders stink. They're trash. They need to free Devontae Adams. Derek Carr, your days are numbered, buddy. You're the defense, trash. Devontae Adams, just ask for a trade because I I don't know what's going to save the Raiders because the Raiders were Raiders, man. The Raiders were Raiders. All right, guys, and now it's time to move on to our next segment, which is our weekly questions. Um, so, yeah, these three questions that I have are for CK, Tolu, and PC. Um, the first one is, the 49ers soundly defeated Tom Brady and the Bucks 35-7 on Sunday. A new starting quarterback for San Fran, Brock Purdy, finished 16 for 21 for 185 yards, two touchdowns, and no turnovers in front of his parents. How far can the San Francisco 49ers go with Mr. Irrelevant Brock Purdy? Um, TK, I want to hear your thoughts first. Yeah, I mean, maybe second round of the playoffs. I mean, I'm not one of the – I mean, I understand the uh, – who loves trolling PC and saying, oh, they can beat you to go to the Super Bowl. No, I, I, I don't think Mr. Irrelevant is 
good enough to take them to the Super Bowl. Um, look, man, <clears throat> if they had Jimmy if Jimmy Garoppolo a quarterback, I would totally agree with what Tolu was saying. I would totally think that they could go to the Super Bowl because, honestly, when you look at this team, they have absolutely everything. They have weapons on the outside. They have a great running game, probably the best running game uh, in the NFL. They have the number one defense in the league, um, a great coaching staff. I mean, everywhere you look, there's nothing that this 49ers team does not have. But when you replace Jimmy Garoppolo with Brock Purdy, and I understand, look, man, the kid has looked great the past two games. Bro. He's look awesome. He's look amazing. But when it's but we all know when it comes to the playoffs and teams are blitzing a lot more and teams are getting after the quarterback a lot more, bro. Those I mean those 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 palms get sweaty and and, and it gets a little harder to look as good as as he's looking right now in his, in these past two games. Like people don't have a game plan on the kid right now, so I mean they're just throwing him out there and he's going out there doing exactly what he's supposed to do. Pass 18 times a game and don't turn the ball over. Um. I don't know how long Jimmy G is supposed to be out. I think uh, he's supposed to be back by the playoffs. Um, I think if you plug Jimmy G back in and and he is his normal self of what he's looked like uh, during the season, I think that they were having a completely different conversation. But if you're asking me how far do I think Brock Purdy can take them? Yeah, um, I guess I'll be nice and say the second round. I mean, this is definitely a playoff team, no matter what quarterback is, is quarterback in this team. I mean, they're that good. Uh, like I said, they have weapons all over the field. Um, but like I said, man, when it comes, I don't, I don't think they're getting past a team like the Eagles or even a team like the Vikings or if my Lions get in, and I'm going to say a PC, if my Lions get in, because I do think they're going to sneak in. I don't think they'll get past a team like the Lions um, with Brock Purdy at quarterback. Now, if you have Jimmy Garoppolo at quarterback, that's a completely different conversation. But, um, yeah, man, this kid, Brock Purdy, bro, Mr. Irrelevant, he's having a great story right now for these past two games, man. He's 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 been absolutely incredible, and he's doing exactly what he's supposed to uh, – doing exactly what he's supposed to do. And um, if he continues this – like I said, they'll go right into the playoffs, and I think they'll get to the second round. But when it comes, depending on who they're playing, by the time the second round hits, I think they'll be knocked out, and um, reality will hit this team then. Well, first of all, I want to say, we haven't done questions in like three, four weeks. Feels nice to do the questions again. Um, now, TK, you, you mentioned Tolu was trolling me when he said that the Niners would beat the Eagles. Um, I don't think that was actually a troll. I, like I've said multiple times, um, you know, the 49ers are the one team that I think can genuinely beat us if we face them. Um, I mean, they have everything. You, you said it. Defense, top three in the league. Uh, they have weapons on offense. Um, I know they. we have to determine how uh, much time Debo Samuel is going to, you know, take uh, because he suffered an injury this past Sunday. Uh, but you saw Brandon Ayuk. You saw Christian McCaffrey. Um, you know, you saw have Juwan Jennings. It's still, it's still an offense that produced 35 points against Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Like, that is already very hard to do. Uh, the stat going into the game is that quarterbacks that face Tom Brady for the first time are 0-7. Brock Purdy, Mr. Irrelevant. In his first career start, he beat the greatest quarterback of all time. 35 to 7. That is nothing to scoff at. Like, I don't know how long, you know, Brock Purdy can keep up, you know, this this story. Um, but if he has shown me anything, if the 49ers have proven anything, it's that this is still a team that can still win big time games if need be, you know, with a system QB. You can quite literally plug in someone like myself, 
TK, Gianni, Sean, Tolu, hell, even Desi into that into that 40 hour system. And they would probably they would probably still find a way to win games. All right. So are you, you so, cannot, so are you saying say say what you want to say, PC? Because if, if you're saying what I think you're saying, I, I, I'm not I, I'm not saying the 40 hours are gonna make Super Bowl or anything. Okay. I'm saying that uh I guess I am saying that they have the potential to make the Super Bowl. All right. But obviously teams you know if they take them for granted if they take Brock Purdy for granted you know they're they're going to they're going to punish him like you know we saw with the Buccaneers like obviously we didn't know what to expect from Brock, Brock Purdy um but he's a bit more mobile than Jimmy Garoppolo um so he's able to move out of the pocket a little bit more uh you know it reminds me of Cooper Rush with the Cowboys earlier in the season um you know in Eventually, they ran into the Eagles, and you know he he lost his first career game as a starter. Um, I don't know if that's going to be the same case for Brock Purdy. What I am saying is, any quarterback that you plug into that point iron system, in this case Brock Purdy, all he has to do is not suck and don't turn the ball over. He didn't do he didn't do either of those things on Sunday, and they got a very dominant win. It was a very impressive win. Uh, so. I think this is still a team that can make the Super Bowl, um, you know, regardless of who's playing quarterback for them. I'm going to pick it back off what PC said. They, they can make the Super Bowl with any quarterback. It doesn't really matter, to be honest. And Brock Purdy, like, he was making some big-time throws out there. It wasn't like he, like he was making throws. Like, he was making throws that if, like, Jimmy G would probably get sacked if he was – like, he's actually persistent in the pocket. Like and he makes throws. It's not like it's not like he's like like always in the pocket. He moves around. He's a mo- he's mobile. He moves around. Jimmy G just stands around and just hopes his offensive line keeps him from getting sacked. So, like Purdy was making throws out there. Don't like don't put some respect on Purdy's name. Like he was making some throws out there. But they can make they can make the Super Bowl because Christian McCaffrey, like. A healthy Christian McCaffrey is easily maybe the best running back in the NFL. Yes, over Saquon Barkley, Sean, but because he can, he can, he can catch out of the backfield. He can run the ball, and obviously Ayuk, like Ayuk, is having a like a he's he might have one thousand yards receiving because he's having a great year. I think he has like seven hundred and seventy eight yards and like like eight touchdowns, seven touchdowns. Like and obviously you know you know what Debo Samuel is make uh, capable of. So yeah, but it will, but will Debo Samuel be ready by the playoffs? He's hurt right now. We, he's he's gonna be out for weeks. We don't know. That's the thing. I, okay, I, I, to piggyback off what you and what you and what you and uh PC are saying, I'll say this. All right, Brock Purdy. If everything goes absolutely right, like no, no mishaps, anything, this team could definitely get to the Super Bowl. But they're not gonna get to the Super Bowl. Without Debo Samuel, bro. There's no way. Debo Samuel and Christian McCaffrey, bro, are about 75 to 80% of that offense, bro. You take any one of them out. I don't care if it's Christian McCaffrey or Debo Samuel. I don't think that this team can get to the Super Bowl. I think you need both of those players on the field, bro. Because they're so they're both so dynamic. When you have both of them on the field, and you've seen they run plays with Debo and Christian McCaffrey on the field, bro. Imagine the 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 scare that defenses are freeing when they see those two kids, when they see those two guys in the backfield, you don't know what's coming at you, bro. But like, I think, I just think it's a lot easier to stop Christian McCaffrey than it is to stop Christian McCaffrey and Debo Samuel. So I think that if Debo Samuel is not even in this mixture with Brock Purdy, I don't think that, I don't think that the 49ers are getting past a team like the Eagles or 
I just don't think it happens totally. But yeah, yeah, Debo Samuel and all these players, like their offense is absolutely stoked. But Debo Samuel's injury is going to be something that we need to pay close attention to, bro. Because we all agree that the 49ers are going to make the playoffs. But I think his injury is definitely going to be something that we need to pay uh, close attention to. All right, moving on to question two. The Detroit Lions high streak continued yesterday with the win over the Minnesota Vikings as the team moves up in their playoff hopes. Are the Lions and golf good enough to run the tables to get in the playoffs? Uh, Tolu, your thoughts first. Yeah, I think they can make the wild card. I mean, they can probably they can sneak into the wild card. They're, they're not beating any of the top teams like the Eagles, the Niners, the Vikings, hell, the Cowboys. I don't even think they're beating the Cowboys, but I think they can maybe sneak into the wild card. Obviously, they have a really, really good offense, like weapons all around like uh, Williams and and their defense needs work, though, because it's just Aiden Hutchinson and just bums. But um, I think, and obviously Dan Campbell's coach of year candidate, so I think they can sneak into the wild card. They're not beating, they're probably first-round exits, though. But that's a huge accomplishment from going to the wild card because they're always picking on top of the lottery at, like every single year. So that's that should be an accomplishment for the Lions. So if you're a Lions fan, if you make it to the wild card, you, you, should, you should tap them, you should pat yourself on the back. Hey, TK, what's your thoughts on it? I mean, y'all already know. Y'all already know my answer to this question. I definitely think that the Lions can run the table and not get into the playoffs. I think they're 6-8 and eight right now. On um, their last four games, they face the Jets, Panthers, Bears, and Packers. Um, I think PC would probably say the only – I mean, what, the Jets are probably the only team that will probably realistically get a win off them. I don't think, I don't think they'll lose to the Panthers. They're not going to lose to the Bears. And we see what the Packers look like this season. I definitely think you are you you're possibly talking about a situation where they can sneak into that number that seven seed at nine and eight. Um, and yeah, man, totally totally said it, bro. If if you're a Lions fan, you should be very very excited. You have one of the best head coaches in the NFL right now. And I understand this is only his second or third year, but Dan Campbell is him, one hundred percent, bro. And just to think, PC, do you remember when this dude came into the league and he had that crazy press conference? We're going to bite at each other's ankles. We're going to tear each other's legs off. And people are making fun of him on Twitter. Like, who the hell is this dude? Well, hey, man, he's that dude. He's really that dude, bro. Um, he's special, bro. I, I really love Dan Campbell. He's becoming one of my favorite head coaches uh, in the NFL right now. Uh, this Lions team is absolutely special. Tolu mentioned the defense. But, Tolu, if you watch the games from the Lions, bro, the defense actually has gotten better every game. They're getting better every single game. Um and we know what the offense is. You got a guy like Jameis Williams comes out, makes a catch yesterday for his first touchdown. Um, there's weapons just all over the offense. I mean, Jared Goff, just everywhere he looks, he has somebody to throw it to. You got Williams and Swift in the backfield. Um, and the offensive line, one of the best offensive lines in the league that's not talked about. Jared Goff has so much time to throw in the pocket because his offensive line is so good. I think it's like a top three offense, the, a top three offensive line in the league as a whole. Um, yeah, man, this team is going to be absolutely special. I think, and and totally, you mentioned the they they don't have they don't get a top pick or or they're always in the bottom in the top three picks this year. They still have the Bears pick, so they're still going to end up being in that top pick, possibly make the wild card, and still have two first round draft picks in the draft this year. I mean, that's absolutely incredible, bro. But yeah, to answer the question, Desi, I do think they can run the table. Um, like I said, the rest of the, the remainder of these games, I don't see any team that they can't beat besides maybe the Jets because of that defense. But I, like I said, I, I picked them in my pickums to win this week, so I think they will run the table, get in at nine and eight with the seven seed, and um. Hey, man, I, I can tell you right now, the Lions are going to be one of the teams in the playoffs you don't want to see if they make it in. Well, um, I'm glad that your boys finally see the vision. 
with the Lions. Uh, I'm gonna keep my answer short and sweet because you know I've been I've been saying you know for a while now that the Lions are a red hot team. All right, um, and this is the team that can quite literally you know upset you know top seed in the MC if said top seed takes them for granted. Um, I I knew at the beginning of the season that this Lions team was going to be special, at least on the offensive side of the ball, um, when because we were their first opponent, the Eagles. Um, and final score of that game was 38-35. We just escaped with the victory. Um, and it wasn't easy. It wasn't easy. Uh, you know, but uh, as far as the Lions go, like this is a team that has weapons everywhere on offense. All right. If you take them for granted, they will punish you. Dan Campbell uh, I think should definitely be a finalist for coach of the year this year. Uh, this is just a very fun team to watch right now. Um, there, there really isn't much to it. Um, you know, I, I don't think that this results in like anything past like the second round, the divisional round, but um, I think just making the playoffs would be a significant, you know, thing for Detroit because that's the one thing that they just haven't been able to do for the last 20 years. I mean, we're talking about, you know, a team that has not been relevant playoff wise anyway, since Barry Sanders was active in the NFL. And that was, you know, almost 30 years ago now. So this is a very exciting time to be a Lions fan right now. Um, you know, Jared Goff, uh, we were talking about last week, like he has not done anything in my opinion to warrant you know, the Lions going after a top quarterback in the draft this year. He's done his job. He's done his job. Uh, it hasn't been anything spectacular. It hasn't been anything amazing, but he's done his job. He's done his job pretty well. Um, add in DeAndre Swift, Jamal Williams, who has like 15 rushing touchdowns this year. He leads the NFL. Um, Amaran St. Brown, Jamison Williams. I mean, you know, Aiden Hutchinson. This is a team that is going to be a threat for years to come. Yeah, I definitely saw the promise in the Lions last year. Um, and TK, they are the true team that's literally one quarterback away from being in Super Bowl contentions. All right, moving yeah, on. Yeah, and, and one thing that you and the Lions have in common, none of y'all never won a Super Bowl, so stop talking to me. <laughs> Don't matter. We win or not. That's all that matters. All right. Our last question. Um, yesterday, the Philadelphia Eagles defeated the New York Giants 48-22 and became the first team from the AFC and NFC conferences to clinch a playoff berth. Is Jalen Hurst the NFL MVP? PC, I'm coming down your street first. I think y'all know my answer. Um, I'm going to try to keep my short and sweet. Patrick Mahomes threw three interceptions uh, against the Broncos this past Sunday. All right. Jalen Hurts in a revenge game of sorts because Sean can attest this. Last year, he came in New York. He had three interceptions of his own. Did not look like the franchise guy. Um, you know, but obviously this is a different version of him. This is a much better team. Um, and it was evident, very evident from the get-go uh, that this was going to be a game dominated by the Eagles. Like, if you watch this game, it was not close from the start like it was 21 nothing i think after the first quarter um you know like it's jalen hurts being jalen hurts um he says all the right things he does pretty much everything perfectly like it's it's kind of scary to think about just how well he is playing on the field and how he's 
uh, conducting himself off the field right now. He is playing and acting like an MVP of the league. And that is something I never thought I would say about this guy. Jalen Hurts is my quarterback. I think that he's finally getting the recognition that he deserves. I think he's definitely playing himself very comfortably into winning MVP this year. Um, you know, barring any setbacks, of course, he, you know, still has to prove himself in the playoffs. Um, but yeah, man, like at one point in the game, like I think he, uh, after that, that horrible botch punt by the Giants kicker, um, immediate next play hurts staying in the pocket, common collected through a nice little air ball to AJ Brown and AJ Brown did the rest for a touchdown. And he didn't even celebrate with AJ Brown after, after that touchdown. Like it, it, that's, that's what we've gotten to with the Eagles and Jalen hurts. Like he's not even celebrating scoring touchdowns with his best friend at, at, at this point. Like that's how locked in Jalen hurts is right now. And I love it. He is the MVP at least for this week. You know, you can you can say that it's Patrick Mahomes next week or Joe Burrow in another two weeks, but right now, Jalen Hurts is the MVP of the NFL. <sighs> I hate to have to agree with PC, but he's right. Jalen Hurts is the MVP. Obviously, his team is has the best record in the NFL. He's playing at a level that I've never seen him play. Um, I had doubts on Jalen Hurts that started the season. Because when the Eagles got A.J. Brown and they got all these targets, I'm like, can Jalen Hurts actually throw, get them get them the ball? But obviously he's proved me wrong on that. So I believe he is the MVP. And um, he showed that tonight with that nice ball to uh, Devontae Smith on, on fourth down. That was a gutsy, gutsy play. Shout out to him. Shout out to um, Eagles on that. But um but uh, Sean's, Sean's Giants secondary is garbage. But still, I believe Jalen Hurts is the MVP because he's been playing at MVP level. You know, I mean, you know, you know what they say when you get your your, your franchise quarterback a, a wide receiver run or wide receiver one, good things happen. But um, obviously, a certain team doesn't know that. But I'm not going to get to that right now. I don't want to get my high blood pressure up right now. So, TK, go on. Well, a great answer is great analysis on the whole Jalen Hurts thing. But you're both wrong. Jalen Hurts is not the MVP of the NFL right now. It's still Patrick Mahomes, man. Look, Jalen Hurts has 20 touchdowns, three interceptions, compared to Patrick Mahomes' 30 touchdowns and eight interceptions in PC. So that means that before his three-interception game yesterday, this dude only had five interceptions to 30 touchdowns compared to Jalen's 20 touchdowns and three interceptions. So I'm just going to start there, all right? 2,800 That's not pass- factoring in his rushing touchdowns. Well, 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 look, the question was who's the NFL MVP. So I'm strictly just laying out the stats, my boy. That's all I'm doing, PC. That's all nuts. I'm doing. So, like I was saying, 20 to 2 or 20 to 3, 30 to 8, all right? So that's one, the 30 to interception ratio. Let's talk about the passing yards, all right, PC? 2,900 passing yards for Jalen Hurts. Not bad at all. And I'm, I'm not knocking Jalen Hurts. But compared to Patrick Mahomes, 3,800 passing yards. Almost 4,000 passing yards. So there's that. PF, if you want me to bring the PFF rating, it's 87 to 94. Patrick Mahomes to Jalen Hurts. And here's the thing that, that we all have to take into consideration when we're talking about the MVP, bro. 
And it's, it's, it's really not fair to Jalen Hurts, who has been incredible this season. He's definitely in the MVP conversation. He's number two on my list. I'm not trying to take anything away from it. But when you factor in the team that this brother has, as far as his offensive weapons that he has all over the field, the best, possibly the best offensive line in the NFL with that stout defense. I mean, PC, you got to take all that into consideration to compare to what Patrick Mahomes has and is sitting at 10 and 3. His defense is absolutely terrible. It might be worse than it was last year. It's that bad, bro. It's 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 a it's it's terrible, bro. It's just terrible. All right. Compared to the weapons, we all know he lost Tyreek Hill. So you bring in a bunch of guys who are who are pretty good wide receivers. I don't think any of these dudes even have over 500 receiving yards yet. So he's just throwing the ball all over the place to to try to just because he doesn't have a wide a two wide receiver one that Jalen Hurts has and. And, and and Brown and AJ Brown. So, like I said, man, it's it's really not fair because and and and, and if you really want to look at a PC, just imagine how many more stats Patrick Mahomes would have with those weapons, and then this really wouldn't be an MVP conversation at all. But like I said, I'm not trying to take anything away from Jalen Hurts. He's number two on my list, but I got to look at it from the team, what he's doing with the team that he has, also in the AFC, tied with the Buffalo Bills who have weapons all over the place, one of the best defenses. I mean, Patrick Mahomes doesn't have these, bro. He does not have these things, and he's still doing what he's doing. So, I mean, you guys are both wrong. It's not Jalen Hurts. He's a great consideration. Um, I would ha- If he wins the MVP, I have absolutely no problem with that because 10-1 and one or 12-1 and one or whatever you guys are is 12-1. and one. one loss is one loss on the season. I don't care how cupcake the schedule is. I mean, that's that's incredible, bro. Um, Clinch, you clinched, you guys have clinched the playoff. You guys are the first team to clinch the playoff. Like I, t- I take those into consideration. And, and like I said, if Jalen Hurts does win, I have absolutely no problem with it. But my MVP right now has been and is still Patrick Mahomes, bro. So there you go. Okay. I know you watched first take this morning. Brian Clark <laughs> said something about this MVP race between Patrick Mahomes and Jalen Hurts. How many times have we said that Jalen Hurts, a day after a game the Eagles played, needed to perform better. How many times have we said that this season? Compared to Patrick Mahomes, I don't think, albeit with with a with a you know no. significantly like worse roster, but zero times. No, yeah, zero, zero times. times. Thirty-one hundred passing yards, twenty-two <clears throat> touchdowns, three interceptions. That's not even factoring in. His 11 rushing touchdowns. So really, he has 33 touchdowns compared to three interceptions. You know, and not to describe Mahomes, because Mahomes, 4,100 passing yards, 33 touchdowns, all passing, 11 interceptions. That's a very, like, that. that's Patrick Mahomes being Patrick Mahomes. You know, it, it's a reason, like, he's always in the MVP race. Um, we expected this from Patrick Mahomes. We did not expect this from Jalen Hurts. All right. I know we expected him to do his job because he has such a great roster around him, but we did not expect this. I did not expect this. All right. So for for Jalen Hurts to constantly be overperforming, that's why I have him in front of Patrick Mahomes, at least for this week. You have to give him that, TK. Because, like... Because uh, it can't be 1A and 1B for MVP. That's not how the league works anymore. All right. At least for right now, Jalen Hurts is in front of Patrick Mahomes. And until he does something or makes one mistake that changes that, I don't think he's going to lose that lead. 
And he hasn't done anything to lose that league. All right. It's time to move on to our next topic. But before I do that, that's what I'm saying. I got to say this real quick. Y'all clown my quarterback for his interceptions. You specifically, Takaris. And now your MVP and my quarterback got the same amount of interceptions. But we're not going to speak on that, though, right? Y'all don't no, we're in. not, because nobody wants to talk about Josh up. Allen. Y'all don't bring nobody wants to, nobody wants to talk about Josh Allen. We're not Everybody nobody wants to talk about, about Josh Allen. Nobody cares. Nobody cares. Anyways, he better than your quarterback. <sighs> That's Moving not saying much. Moving right along to our next segment. This is Sean, host of CFB Talk, and you're listening to the We Eat Sports Podcast. We are jumping into some college football talk with CFB Talk with Sean. So, Sean. I'm going to pass it over to you. Yes, sir. CFB Talk is back. Unfortunately, we don't have Dylan with us today, but we can still talk about all things playoffs, all things Heisman, all things everything college football related. I have PC here with me, TK here with me. We're going to be asking questions, answering questions, figuring out what's going to happen over the next couple of weeks in college football. PC, let's start with you. Anything to ask? Um, yeah, we have our Heisman winner, Caleb Williams. Quarterback for USC, it was officially announced, uh, had one hell of a season. Um, I think it was rightfully deserved. Um, but now looking forward um, into the future, I, I just want to ask, because do you think Caleb Williams does anything past winning the Heisman at USC? You know, Lincoln Riley is a great head coach. USC is a great football program. Um, Lincoln Riley, I also want to mention, has now... Coach three Heisman winners, Kyler Murray, Baker Mayfield, and now Caleb Williams. Um, but they're still not in the playoffs this year, which is the one thing that, that you know, is like really bucking me right now about USC, about Caleb Williams. So uh, do you see any further success for Caleb? I do. I think Caleb is maybe a generational talent. Like he's at least the best quarterback we've seen since Trevor Lawrence, maybe even better than Trevor. Like he, he's that good that he, there's an argument for him being better, a better QB prospect than Trevor Lawrence. It was only year one of the Lincoln Riley experience They They still have a lot of team building to do. So I think for next year, they'll get some transfers, get some recruits, build the rest of the team around Caleb even better. They are losing Jordan Addison. That's a pretty big loss. They're going to need to find a way to replace that wide receiver one position who is so responsible for a lot of Caleb Williams production. But if they can do that, if they can shore up the defense, the offensive line was pretty bad this year. They need to make some upgrades there. But if they can make some additions throughout the rest of the team, possibly replace Jordan Addison, I think this team could go very very far next year, make the playoffs, compete for a national championship. Do I think they'll win it? Are they my prediction? Are they my pick? No, absolutely not. But I probably would have them in the playoffs as of this moment. I think Caleb Williams is going to be able to take them there. I would not be surprised if he wins back-to-back Heidman's. He is that good. I see something very special in USC's future. Uh, before we get to TK's questions, I just want to point out all the teams that are in the top 10 are going to be facing each other in the New Year's Six Bowls. Um, obviously, uh, we're going to count out the actual college football playoffs uh, because uh, we can we can save that for a later week. But um, I just want to get your, your predictions on a few of these games. Uh, Starting with the Orange Bowl, number six, Tennessee, taking on number seven, Clemson. Uh, it's very orange. I'll give him that. Uh, who do you have winning? Yeah, I was just going to say, it's very fitting to have Tennessee and Clemson in the Orange Bowl. Both teams, orange jerseys. Very fitting, very ironic. Um, if Hennon Hooker was healthy, 
I'd probably be picking Tennessee here. But I, I just don't trust uh, Tennessee's backup quarterback. But then again, like, I never was that high on Hendon Hooker by himself. I always thought that was mostly scheme, mostly, um, you know, wide receiver production. But there will probably be some guys sitting out. We will likely not see Jalen Hyatt, uh, Cedric Tillman on Clemson's side. We will probably not be seeing Brian Brisset, Miles Murphy. So really, I, I really don't put too much stock in Bulls games because all the best players probably not even going to be participating in the bowl game. But if I'm going to make a prediction, I think I like uh, Tennessee's overall team a little bit better, even with the back of quarterback. It's not like I trust Clemson's quarterback situation. I'm going to go with Tennessee at this spot. Sorry, TK. I know that's your Clemson Tigers. He likes to flip flop with Ohio State. Uh, but we'll get to Ohio State later week. Uh, <laughs> we got the Cotton Bowl Classic, number 10, USC, as meant to report. They'll be taking on number 16, Tulane. This should be an interesting matchup. Who do you have? Um, yeah, I have USC. I was just having up uh, Caleb Williams. I think he's a generational talent. He is not draft eligible this year, so he will be participating in the bowl game. And him by himself is good enough to beat a Tulane roster that, you know, isn't very good. They're not a top uh, program in the country. USC has at least has the potential to be. So, yes, I definitely think USC will handily win this game. Joker Bowl now. Number five, Alabama, taking on number nine, Kansas State. Um, I actually have Kansas State winning this game. I'm going to say it right here, right now. Wow. That would be interesting because there's a lot of Alabama versus TCU talk. If Kansas State's were able to beat both TCU and Alabama, and if they beat Alabama by more than they beat TCU, I think it makes it pretty clear that the committee made the right decision. However, if Alabama beats Kansas State, like I said, you know, bowl game, not always taking the most seriously. Players aren't always participating. However, there can be some merit to it that if Alabama were to win this game, you could maybe argue that the committee made the wrong decision and that it should have been Alabama in the playoffs after TCU lost their conference championship game. That was personally the side I was on. I wanted to see Alabama more than TCU. I thought that just would be a closer game versus Georgia than TCU-Georgia. But or TCU's not even playing Georgia. I forgot they kept them as three, which I st- still think is so weird. It should have been a, a Ohio State-Michigan rematch. But aside from that, we'll talk about that in later weeks. Um, this game, I do think Alabama's going to win. I think they have the better roster. Bryce Young not participating, but I'm sure whoever they have backing him up is still a serviceable guy. It's Alabama. They have, they have talent all over the roster. They're going to have enough to win this game against K-State. Right. And finally, we got the Rose Bowl game. It is Tolu's Penn State Nifty Lions taking on number eight, Utah. I don't like Utah. I guess I like Penn State a little bit more because of it. I certainly don't like Pedo State, especially with Tolu going there. I mean, it's just fitting that he I mean, goes you, there. You, I mean, I got to push my agenda. You, you understand. I agree. I understand. I understand. But I think I'm going to go with Utah. Uh, Penn State will be without CB1, Joey Porter Jr. He's declared for the draft. He will not be participating in the bowl game. There's probably a couple other guys that I'm off that aren't coming off the top of my head that are also heading to the draft and not participating. Utah, I believe there's some losing some guys as well. But I think I trust Utah's death more. Trust their defense. I trust their running game. I think they'll have enough to win this game against Penn State. All right. Fair enough. Uh, so... But close out uh, CFB Talk, Sean. Uh, but I do want to shed light on a rather unfortunate situation that we heard about earlier today. Um, it was Mississippi State head coach Mike Leach, uh, who was airlifted to a hospital after suffering a massive heart attack. He's in critical condition. 
um, and uh, it was reported uh, by Jim Howington that Leach suffered brain trauma that is not survivable. Uh, so Coach Leach is in a very tough uh, situation right now. Uh, our thoughts and prayers obviously go out to him um, here at WHS. We talk about Mike Leach in such a you know bright light, though, Sean, because of what he's done for the game of college football. So um, if you could just please invite like, the audience, like who Mike Leach is and why he is such a prominent figure. Yeah, Mike Leach is pretty much arguably the inventor of the air raid system. So many teams, so many colleges have changed the way they play football solely due to Mike Leach and his ideas, his inventions, all of his football, his football mind. Um, So, yeah, as PC said, it's a completely tragic situation. Thoughts and prayers to him, his family, his players. I can't think of a situation in any sport where a current coach, an active coach, has we we've lost while they were still the coach of a football team a basketball team baseball team maybe it's happened maybe i'm just not thinking of one so this is just a complete unknown we've never seen anything like this at the very least rarely seen anything like this it sucks to see but uh, he he will go down as a college football legend his legacy will always stand with the air raid and he will not be forgotten i'll do it for cfb talk this week all right daniel somber note Desi, back to you on the main podcast. All right, guys, segment, guys, guys, segment. On to our fourth segment, which is a word from my man called House PC about an update on OTTR. So, from one somber dark note to another, for those who don't know who I actually am, my name is Cameron McCollum. All right. I am the editor, director, producer, and co-host for the We Eight Sports Podcast. We started this podcast back in 2020 because our love for sports was taken away from us. And professional wrestling was something that was very secluded and kind of bleak at this time. Because not many wrestling companies were active at all. As a matter of fact, there are some that even went out of business because of the pandemic. I have been a fan of pro wrestling since I was four years old. Why I would sit down here in this bed. I remember waking up in the middle of the night. Very randomly turning on my TV and flipping through the channels, trying to find something to watch because I could not go back to sleep. And then I saw it. There was an episode of SmackDown. And on my screen was John Cena. Back when he had his Dr. Thugonomics gimmick. And I remember that very vividly because It was from that moment on that I knew that I had to be a fan of professional wrestling. And over the years, I met many other fans of pro wrestling. You've seen a few of them, including Christian Rocco, 
He's now a professional wrestler of his own, someone that I've known since elementary school. My brother is a fan of pro wrestling. And he's certain someone who was also a fan of pro wrestling. That can no longer be on this podcast. One of the best memories I've had growing up as a pro wrestling fan was getting a gift on Christmas from my uncle. And that gift just so happened to be this here replica of the WWE Spinner Belt Championship. Spin it, spin it, spin it. Yes, sir. This right here is memories. Good memories. It makes me so happy looking at this title because I would play wrestle with my brother and our friends over this title. Hell, I even made sure that I got my cousin who's a girl to play wrestle with me. I would pretend I was Rob Van Dam and I had the spinner belt. Wrestling has always been good to me. It has always brought me warmth and joy. So when I started this podcast and that certain someone suggested to me that we do a segment every single episode about pro wrestling called Off the Top Rope. I jumped on that immediately. It was because it was positive to me. It was something that I knew. It was something that I cared about. And of course, as time goes by, things change because change is inevitable. People change. People's true colors show whether they want you to realize it or not. And because of it, OTTR has not been a thing for quite a while now. OTTR is something that I'll forever cherish. It is going to forever be in my heart. But it's something that I love as much as I love pro wrestling, as much as this induces good memories like this spinner belt right here. I realized during this hiatus that I was not doing a whole lot to spread my love for professional wrestling. I mean, you can ask the people that do this podcast with me as well. Some weeks, y'all despise OTTR. Whether it was because we were talking about it for way too long, or I I made a, a you know joke that y'all didn't get that was an inside joke in, in pro wrestling, or made a term that that y'all didn't understand, it made me have an epiphany because I realized that you guys not only help induce this love for professional wrestling, but you guys are the reason that I'm even doing this podcast to begin with. 2022 has been a very difficult, challenging year for PC. 
scratch that. 2022 has been a very difficult and challenging year for Cameron McCollum. It still is. Like mom, I found out had cancer this year. Stage two breast cancer. It was also this year that she beat that stage two breast cancer. I've been seasonally depressed, anxious, waiting for this podcast to blow up. It has always been something, almost a dream of mine to have this podcast along with OTTR be the one thing people realize when they look up a picture of me. Unfortunately, that's not how reality works. I said change was inevitable. And change will be inevitable. I got to be better to you guys. Not only for myself, not only for childhood me, but for all of you who don't necessarily know about the world of pro wrestling. Wrestling as a whole will be back on this podcast very soon. I can promise you that it's going to be better. It's going to be more informational. And it's going to be something that I do on my own. I realized that I've had a lot of success when it comes to doing something that I'm very passionate about. And trust me when I say I'm very passionate about professional wrestling. I'm very passionate about this podcast being successful. I'm very passionate about OTTR. Y'all are going to learn your history. You're going to learn more about me and more about what you see when you think about professional wrestling. Because it's not all WWE. It's more than that. So much more than that. But you guys are going to find out. There are going to be some people to help along the way. You are all going to have the same good, happy memories that I do. Why I think and talk about the world of professional wrestling. Thank you. All right, guys. So moving to our fifth segment tonight, which is my personal fave. It's hot. It's time for our hot takes. Um, but before we give ours, PC, can you please play our WHS fan hot take of the week? Absolutely. Send in your hot takes to our podcast. You could DM us on our personals or on our podcast socials. We'll look through submissions. We'll always pick the best one that's going to spark conversation on the show. Um, and yeah, that's a uh, here WHF fan hot take of the week. Yo, my name is Mamadou. I'm from New York. I'm a Cavs fan. And this is the We Hate Sports fan hot take of the week. My hot take is LeBron James is not a top 10 player anymore. Let me know what y'all think about that. Whoa. Well, I think that this is why we should sometimes no, 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 consider no, no, no. fan hot takes. <laughs> that, that is, that is, that is, that is 
he did that just to piss me off. He did that just to piss me off, and he literally told me that. He he knows what he's doing. He's such a troll. He is a prophet. He's a bigger troll than I am. He did that just to piss me off because he knows I'm on this podcast. He did that just to make me mad. Okay, like he knows basketball. Okay, he does. He's a troll. He's a big troll. Who on earth is saying that? Look, you can say he's not the best player in the world. You can say he. You can say he's not the best player in the world because he's not the best player in the world. But saying that LeBron James is not a top ten player. You know what I mean? You're, you're not slick, Mo. You're not slick. You did that just to piss me off. You just did that. You know. You know I'm on this podcast. That's why you did. You said that hot take. You did that just to make me mad. You cannot. You cannot name. 10 players right now that are better than LeBron James. I don't give a damn who you are. You can uh, hate the man. Let's, you, I don't let's, let's, you let's try. Let's, let's try. No, okay. there's nothing to try. There's not. 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 Uh, Giannis, right now, yes. Go ahead. Go ahead. Giannis, Steph, KD. Yes. Right. Um, I, I think we gotta put Anthony Davis in there. If, if y'all are gonna say that he's better than yes. AD or, yes. or better than Embiid and, and Jokic, Luca and Jokic, Luca. Yes. Jokic. Embiid. No. Um, no. Yes. No. 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 Yes. No. Not Embiid. Tatum. 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 What? Tatum. Give me Butler. Huh? No, nah, get this man out of here. Get right, this man out of here. John Morant. No, get him out of here. All right, wait, 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 wait. Let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. Let's backtrack. Let's backtrack here. Let's backtrack here. How is Joel Embiid not better than LeBron James right now? Come on. Okay. Uh, you know what? I'll You're give being him the... biased. You're being yeah. a hater. I'll give, him slight edge. I'll give him the slight edge. But this man said Jimmy Butler. This man. All right. I don't, I, don't, I, don't, I don't agree with Jimmy Butler. Jason Tatum Jason... right now is playing like an MVP. So I think okay. he's got is that seven, eight? At least he's at least in the top ten. I think that's like seven or eight. I'm still I'm still putting LeBron in the top ten. You know. Um, he said LeBron's not a top ten player. I, I just wonder who he has in his top ten right now, then if that's the case. No, 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 no. Like, I don't think a, oh, oh Zion. Zion, I think we gotta put Zion in that conversation now. Really? Really? Zion? Really? Yeah. No, I think he's got to at no. least be in the conversation. How can we right? say how can we say Zion, but we can't say Jimmy? That's crazy. Shut up, Sean. No one cares Bro, about Jimmy. Saying Jimmy. Nobody is saying Jimmy. Sean. No one is saying Jimmy Butler. I'm not talking to the fake Lakers fans. Shut up. Shut up. Yeah, LeBron James is a top ten player. Oh, Mo just said oh, that to piss me off. Oh. He he knows I'm on this podcast. He said that to piss me off. He's a troll. Troll. Oh, I can tell you one thing. It definitely worked because you are definitely pissed off, sir. Oh, God. Yeah. Brother. All right. So let's go ahead and get to our hot takes of the week. Um, First, PC, what's your hot take for this week? It's going to be about the World Cup. Um, If you haven't been watching, keeping up with the World Cup, uh, unfortunately, the United States already got eliminated, uh, but it's okay. Um. It is what it is. I think we got, you know, further than we were expected to. Um, but the semifinals are set. And Morocco is in the semifinals. They're the first African team to make it this far in the World Cup in a very, very long time. 
Um, and they have not yet. They are given not African. Goal. They're not African. Nope. They are not African. I don't care what no one says. They're not African. Get out. Yeah, That's why yeah, it's, 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 They're not they're African. They, they have. They have PC. They had. They. They. I mean, Tolu is. He's known as Tolu, but he's actually right. There are some Brazilians on that team. Some Italians. Yeah. Some Spaniards. They have some Wait, French. It's the, the actual they have country Africa. itself is in Africa. In the actual city yeah. itself. TK, to be fair, that's most of the World Cup rosters. They're always stealing exactly. from other countries. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely. Especially that's France. France like, so I'm, speaking, I'm speaking specifically for the country. It's Morocco, bro. It's insane with Morocco. But go ahead, PC. Because I kind of like where you were going with the take. My, my hot take is that not a lot of people actually think, that, well, not a lot of people have Morocco even going this far to begin with. Um, so that's why I think they're going to win the World Cup this year. They are going to surpass previous champions, France and Mbappe. They are going to <laughs> crush the dreams France, of Messi in Argentina. They are uh, not beating France. They are not they are, beating Argentina. They are going Stop. to win the World Stop. Cup. They have no, not given up a single goal yet in this World Cup. Not a single yeah, they goal. Have, they, they're going to go against Mbappe and Messi. No, it's not happening. No. It's very they, hard to do. They're two of the best soccer players in the world right now. Literally. Messi and Mbappe. It's very hard to do, but I think they can do it. They are playing, they're playing like the hot team. They're the hot team right now in the World Cup. Um, so I think if they if they win tomorrow, um, against uh, who are they facing is it Argentina or is it or is it France? I think it's France. I think, no, they're playing Argentina. I think yeah. They play Argentina. Argentina. So yeah, if they no, win against Argentina, bro. Oh, they're playing. No, they're playing France. They're playing France. Oh, okay. They are yep. playing. Well, either way, pick your poison. I, I, I think Morocco has the ability to win the World Cup this year. That's my hot take. Mbappe's going for a hat trick that game. I'm calling it right now. Anyways, L soccer. TK, your hot take of the week. <laughs> yeah, man, PC. Uh, it's a great hot take, man. You, you, you really. If, if for the for the people who doesn't who don't know about soccer, I feel like you you drew them in. But let's be real, France is winning it all, bro. Mbappe is that dude. He's absolutely incredible, bro. He's just been incredible the entire yeah. World Cup, bro. I, I don't see anybody stopping him, bro. But let's get into my hot take. All right. I see the joke. So my hot take, I'm gonna go to the NFL, all right, and it's gonna be about the Detroit Lions. So my hot take is gonna be this, PC, all right, PC Gianni Sean, because I expect your Giants to be there too. My hot take is gonna be. That the Lions are going to absolutely run the table, finish the season at nine and eight, get the last wild card spot, and they are going to run the table and and get to the Super Bowl. Will they win it all? I don't know. It depends on who they go against. But the Detroit Lions are going to run the table in the regular season, run the table in the playoffs, and run on into the Super Bowl. That's going to be my hot take for this week. Don't lie to life fans like that. Don't don't lie to lies, but oh, PC uh, man, look, look, look. No, we gotta, res- no, we don't gotta respect Jerry, bro. Don't we gotta- lie to Lions fans like that. I'm a huge fan of the Lions. And not even Lions fans not. that, bro. Not yeah. even Lions. It could happen, bro. It could happen. I have something to say about the Lions. I think the Lions get that last wild card, and I think they beat Minnesota for sure. Oh. Yeah. I think they they're gonna blow Minnesota because Minnesota. They're such frauds. You want to know what's the... If you look at their stats since week 10, they're giving up 30 points per game and 500 yards per game and almost 200 yards rushing. 
They show it in the box. 500 like, yards per game? Yeah, 500 yards per game. The Jets put over 500. I think the Lions put over 500. That's insane. Yeah. So, um, in trouble. TK, I don't even know where to start with this take. Um, first of all, if the Lions do run the table, which maybe they will, maybe they won't, uh, they'll be at 10-7, and 7, which is what they need. 9-8 and 8 is not enough to get them into playoffs. They'll need to go 10-7. and 7. Maybe it's possible. Um, could they beat the Vikings? Yeah, I possibly agree with Gianni. Are they going to make the Super Bowl? Absolutely not. They're not going to beat the 49ers or the Cowboys or the Eagles or any of the top contenders in the NFC. I like how you snuck Speak the Cowboys in there. I, I like how you snuck the Cowboys in there. That was I don't love that the Cowboys. I mean, obviously I'm not biased towards the Cowboys, but I think they're better than the Lions. Yeah, are they? Defensive-wise, uh, absolutely, so. I agree. Offensive-wise, though, I don't, I don't think so, man. I, th- I think that's a conversation you'd lose. TK delusions about Denver is rubbing off on the lines. I feel so bad for them and their fans. Boy, I have mercy. You've been delusional delus- for over 40 years with four Anyways, anyways, Sean, what is your hot take for this week? I have a very hot take. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars, who are 5-8, and eight, but Trevor Lawrence is starting to look like the quarterback we always thought he was, which was a generational talent coming out of Clemson. He has looked absolutely unreal the last few weeks. I think they are going to nearly run the table. They're going to go win four out of their final five games, including sweeping the Tennessee Titans, which is their biggest competition to winning that division. And the Titans are going to fumble as the season goes along, and the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to win the division at 8-9. and nine. Despite being 5-8 and eight right now, they're going to come all the way back and take the ain't division from Johnny? the Tennessee Titans. Ain't this something? Ain't this crazy? Ain't this crazy, G? That's crazy. That's How is that crazy. crazy? What's crazy? Yeah, this is crazy. We said this beginning of season, uh, PC, PC wants to I, 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 I said it too, but also, you said it when it was 0-0. No, I was very... Not. No, you did not. Well, no, you did not. Chance. I said they had a you, good chance. No, yeah, no, no. You did not say that. You did not say that. Stop it. Stop lying, I was Sean. very pro Anyways, it's easy to say it when they're zero and zero. Put your money on the table and say it when they're five and eight. That's what it's hard to say. Oh, brother. No, nah, he has a no point. Team, he has a point for probably. I, I don't know this for a fact. But I highly doubt any team has ever started five and eight. Maybe the commanders that one year where they made it like seven and nine or something. I don't know. But very rarely does a team make the playoffs after starting five and eight. I think the Jacksonville Jaguars are going to do it. That is my hot take of the week. Okay, Gianni, what is your hot take for the week? I'm going with a baseball hot take. Now that Aaron Judge is back um, to the Yankees, I think the next step um, for the Yankees is I've been hearing rumors that they're working on a big trade. That There's like a sneaky trade. And the player that is popping up now that I can't believe is Fernando Tatis Jr. And guess what? For my hot take is that the Yankees are going to trade for Fernando Tatis Jr. Secretly. Because... Are you scared, PC? Are you scared? Are you scared, PC? I want to explain about what... You're on my compass. But you want to know why this is like rumbling around? Is because the Michael K shows, the ESPN show, 
they said when he was about to, when Judge was about to sign with the Giants, and, and it didn't happen that the Yankees he received a text, Michael K, uh, saying that Judge is still in play for the Yankees and he's going to resign. The same source told him that the Yankees are working on a big trade, and at first they thought it was Carlos Correa that they were going to sign Carlos Correa, but is a big time star. And the only big time star that I can think of that signed a new deal or is like going to be like in the market real soon in, in trading. Um, I had I had two players that I thought was going to be Tatis Jr. or Otani. Well, Otani can't be traded this all season, so it has to be Fernando Tatis Jr. Gianni, all we don't don't worry, bro. We got to be patient. And we'll get Otani next year. And if we don't get Otani next year, we're gonna get Trout. Or we're gonna get somebody. Uh-uh. 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 No, we get Otani next year. We you're not. You're not, you're not. What do you? What do you? But Desi, what do you want to get Otani for? To win another hundred? To win another hundred games in a regular season? Look like the best team and then not even make it to the playoffs. Like, to win sixty games in a regular season in baseball was harder than going to pull hundred. The Padres are better than y'all. They're lost in the playoffs. We was hurt. What are you talking about? Otani, Otani is yeah. coming to New York. We oh, Come on, y'all. We beat the Padres how many times in a regular season? Let's not you do didn't this. Beat the guys, 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 it doesn't, it doesn't, none of that matters because the Phils are better than all of your teams. Next person. Thank you. Okay, we, you lost, though. Oh, you, where's, your, where's your ring, bro? Where's World your Series. Ring? We made the where's World Series. Ring? Where's where, your ring? Where did you guys end this season? Didn't y'all, didn't y'all get sweeped? Did y'all get swept by the team that we lost to? We actually you we got two games at least on them. But did you win? Did you, did you beat that team? Where's your ring at? Yeah, Where's actually, your ring? Twice. Twice. Y'all, right, how many bro. times y'all be him? How many times y'all be him? Zero times. But how, but how many championships was won in in the World Series by you guys? Zero. So I mean, we still we're, we're all still chilling actually, in Cancun. Three. Actually, all, three. No, I mean this year. All right, I mean this bro. Year. Twenty-seven to three, man. Good job. Good job. Good job. Good job. All right, man. Anyways, Tolu, y'all hot take for this week. All right, I'm going to go NBA. Phoenix Suns championship window is officially closed. They got absolutely punked by the New Orleans Pelicans this week. Not only did they got so mad that Zion did that 360 at the end of the game, but isn't it so funny that they were pressing everyone except the guy that did it? They were pressing everybody except for Zion. Hmm, I wonder why. Because I know, because everyone knows that Zion would fold everybody on that fake tough team that is called the Phoenix Suns. And then again, not only that, you lost to them again in overtime, and then Zion punked y'all again. And then campaign is literally talking to the crowd, acting like he gonna fight a fan. When no campaign, you got called out by the Pelicans, by the Pelicans coach. He said, "Relax, campaign. Relax. You're not gonna do anything. You're a nice kid. You got straight A's in school, buddy. Who are you gonna fight, bro? You ain't fighting nobody. You look like Sid from Ice Age. Ain't nobody scared of you, campaign. What are you gonna do, bro? What are you going to do? So not only that, if the they're not, their championship window is closed. Chris Paul, the dirty player that he is, that decided to elbow Jose Alvarado. He is not going to win a single ring. He's going to end up CP zero rings. 
you are going to retire with zero rings and you only made it to one NBA Finals. All those State Farm commercials. That's the closest thing you're ever going to get to a ring, buddy. Because not only that, the Phoenix Suns fucked up. Because DeAndre Ayton is literally nothing more than a Nigerian Hawaiian version of Enos Cantor. He's a bum! A bum! That's who they picked over Luka Doncic. <laughs> Luka Doncic, the man that always that always sends them home, that always owns the Phoenix Suns. I mean, <laughs> the Phoenix Suns championship window is closed. They're not beating anybody in the playoffs. They're going to make it maybe to the second round and then get bounced out again because Chris Paul's going to choke the playoffs. Devin Booker is going to get owned by Luka Doncic again, and I can't wait. And they're going to blow up the team. They're going to blow them up, and I cannot wait because I'm so sick of that fake tough team that always acts like they want something when they haven't won jack nothing nothing you done call that man Sid from ice age call that (laughs) man from ice age the ugliest man i've ever seen ain't nobody scared of you buddy who's scared of you who you gonna fight bro no one okay All right, guys, that concludes this segment. Let's move on to our final segment of the night, which is one final word from our main co-host, PC. It's time for Cam's monologue. So, PC, I'm going to pass it over to you. Uh, Yeah, that concludes episode 102, everybody. If you made it to the end, thank you for listening to We Hate Sports Podcast once again. Follow our Twitter and our Instagram at WHS underscore podcast and our YouTube and TikTok at We Hate Sports. Make sure you call up one, check up on them, tell them that you love them. Um, it's the holiday season. This is the time of, of caring and giving and loving the ones that you care for. Um, I, I stress that and I emphasize that as much as I, as I humanly can because, um, you know, this is not the time of year, especially to hold grudges over people that you love. Um, it's just not worth it. Living your life with that much hatred or that much envy in your heart. It's not worth it. It's unneeded stress added to yourself that you do not want and that you do not need. Be a better person when it comes to that aspect um and make sure that you check up on the people that you care about before it's too late this life that we are all given is not guaranteed and anything could happen at any given time so please check up on the people that you care about um that's really all i got for this week uh we'll be back next week but christmas is in two weeks. What y'all getting me? Well, you might get me. What you getting me? Oh shit! Hey, I gotta go walk my wife, my microwave. I'll see y'all later, bro. What? <laughs> <laughs>